Yeah, this was the most, I think, the most critical part of my career. This is where, like, I made like all the changes, you know. But uh, I had people calling me, just asking me what I was gonna do. You know, I'm like, man, I'm trying to figure it out, just like everybody else. Um, but I just, I tried to block out the outside noise I heard. Up Basketball is proud to bring you Mental Buckets, a show about professionals in sports, the stories behind their careers, and the mental toughness needed to get to the next level. This podcast is sponsored by Up Basketball. Through basketball, we strive to develop hardworking and mentally tough individuals who understand that their potential is unlimited. For more information on our basketball skills training, check out our website at www.uppbtraining.com. And I'm Packy Turner, player development coach and co-founder of Up Basketball. And I'm Mike Franco, the mental skills coach with the Dallas Mavericks and Texas Legends. Thanks for joining our podcast, Mental Buckets. On the show today, we have Ivan Rabb, very a native who went to Bishop O'Dowd High School, where he was a McDonald's All-American, who stayed local and went to Cal Berkeley. After his sophomore season at Cal Berkeley, he entered the NBA draft. He was drafted in the second round by the Memphis Grizzlies. It was as he prepared for his rookie season that I first met Ivan, and a couple things were clear to me from the jump. His work ethic and everything he put into his craft, how genuine and caring he is as a human being. And in this interview, he talks about the adjustments he's had to make from transitioning from high school to college and then from college to the NBA. And what really stood out to me was Ivan developed a routine for himself and his routine became his anchor and he let go of old habits. He had to focus on really what is going to help him out in the long run and just looking at it like an investment in yourself and just those small changes changed his whole mindset. And one line that really stood out to me was he said, the game is out there. It's just what you're going to do to learn from that. This episode was recorded during the COVID-19 pandemic, and all of our interviews were recorded virtually, so there might be some audio complications. But stick with us. Hope you enjoy the episode, and thank you for listening. We think you got a, a special story um, and something that like people should hear. You know what I mean? Like um, you've you've seen a lot of different things already in your young career. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Oh. We think it's uh, just definitely important to kind of get out there and, and let others kind of hear that journey and your your you know lessons you've learned along the way and how you've dealt with things. And I, I feel like this year, honestly, has been your biggest growth. Um, and so we'll we'll dive into all that. You know what I you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I agree. It's definitely been my, my best year as far as growing as a person, as a as a player. Yeah, um, for yeah, sure. I'm so, really proud of this year. So. Yeah. So cool. Let's uh let's dive in, man. So appreciate you coming on, Ivan. And let's uh let's just go kind of all the way back in high school. That like you were already doing big things, right? You were already do a part of USA stuff. Um, doing going to their mini camps. You were playing with them. You know, you guys were in the mix every year for a state title. What was it like? You know, being fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, and going through all that stuff. Um, I think I, I think I handled it pretty well. Um, I kind of just roll with the punches every year, just trying to learn from the year before, um, trying to grow as best I could. I think a lot of times um, I wasn't really in the, um, I wasn't really pushed as much as I, I should have been, like as far as just doing just doing extra stuff, um, like doing going to work out with other people, um, as far as like just just strength training and things like that. Um, but it's, it's something that I kind of learned to just just still still try to dominate every game I, I had no matter what um but I always like thought in the back of my mind I wanted to do 
just do more stuff, just to prepare myself for college, for the NBA, you know, because I always feel like I, I can make it to the NBA. So I just want to be as, as ready as I could. I remember just watching the draft every year um, at Rossi's house, who was my big brother. Um, just, just watching the draft every year is like, I'm, I'll be there one day. And I'm, uh, eventually it happened, but uh, it went, I, I went through a lot of stuff in middle school and high school. Um, like you said, camps. Every time I went to a camp, I always, nobody, at first, nobody really knew me. It was always kind of like, man, who is this? <laughs> and then I, I always go and just, I always play good. I don't know what it was, but I always, I always played well. Every camp I went to, and I made my name um, one camp at a time, one tournament at a time. Eventually it turned into this. Okay, and then when you were, you know, finishing up high school, you ended up choosing to go to Cal. What made you choose Cal? And, uh, you know, what was that transition like going from high school to Cal? Um, so I chose Cal because I kind of always wanted to go there growing up. Um, I was just like, had a poster in my, in my house. Um, just like not even really realizing what it meant to me, but it was always there in my face. Um, and I always like, I mean, I grew up in Oakland, so, um, Cal was the closest thing to us really. It's like the most prestigious, like university, like close to us. So I always wanted to go there, but I never like really knew anybody who went. The only, only athlete that I could think about was Marshawn. That was like from the Bay that went, um, that was Oakland, you know, but I always just see, I saw people like wearing the hats, the hoodies and different things like that. So, um, when I got my chance, um, I decided to go there. I think I made a, I made a good decision. Um, the adjustment, <laughs> the adjustment was big at first. I remember like the first two weeks of practice and I didn't get, I didn't score a bucket the whole, like every day we scrimmage. I'm like, man, what's going on? <laughs> That was like that was hard to get over, but eventually I, I um you know, I picked it up and I started playing like that. What was the hardest adjustment in that time? Like, you know, you just said you didn't score a bucket for like two weeks. So like what is it? Is it the size, the speed, all the above? Like what do you think it was for you? Uh I don't think it was any of that. I feel like I was just pressing too much. I wanted to prove that I was, you know, I wanted to prove that I was better than everybody on the team, really. Mm-hmm. Um but I think I was just doing I was trying to do too much. And once I you know how the game slows down as you continue to play and, and then you're around the environment and getting used to going to weights and then practicing different stuff like that. Um, I just had to adjust to that. And um, once the game slowed down for me, and I, I just started playing how, how I normally do. Um, everything changed. Your your sophomore year at Cal, um, after that you did decide to go. So that year you kind of figured it out. Um, and then as you went through that process, how was it for you? How was it the pre All that. Yeah, the pre-draft, uh, it was good. I, I, I think I was more a lot more open-minded about everything. I kind of um, signed with Aaron Goodwin. Um, and I was working with Coach Ant Singleton and uh, Coach Chris Farr. So, I mean, anybody who knows them, they're, they're Bay Area legends in their, in their own right. And they, you know, if you work with them, you have you must be in shape. So before I even got a chance to really work out with Farr, they had to be in, like, tip-top condition. So Ant was just like, he took me and Jabari Bird to the beach. He did. Uh, he just did all types of drills just to get us in shape, just to even be able to actually work out with Far. So I, I remember like me and Bird coming to work out with Far, but it wasn't really a workout. It was more like a conditioning thing. Like we had a ball in our hands, but we weren't working on our skills yet. We were just working on being able to get to that, get to that level of condition to be able to actually work on our game. So the first couple of weeks of that was was hard too. I mean, it took us a while to, to make that adjustment. But once we finally turned that corner, we uh, we saw a lot of improvement. 
Okay. And then you end up uh, getting drafted in the, the second round by Orlando and then traded to um, Memphis Grizzlies. What was it like when you finally yeah. got out there and were getting yeah, ready? Yeah, I thought I – I remember uh, when I got drafted, I thought I was going to Cleveland. <laughs> I didn't even know I was going to, to, to Memphis. Uh, so, I, I guess um, the pick, I guess. I don't know what happened, but I ended up getting drafted, I think, a pick later. Okay, but it was, it was it was it was so cool, man. Like as soon as I got picked, um, um I got called from the front office. Um, Chris Wallace, um, my head coach, called me. I mean, every every everybody was just calling me, and I it was kind of crazy. Everybody kept telling me their names. I couldn't remember anybody's name. I was like, man, I don't know how to do this. It's like twenty people, <laughs> but uh, it was it was a cool experience. I had my family there. Um, I'll never forget that. Never forget that. So you so you get so now all right your first year in the NBA, and did the same type of theme come up like the same maybe like your freshman year of Cal when you felt like you were pressing? Did you remember from that experience or or how what was that experience like now in the NBA? Uh well, honestly, I didn't really get a chance to press. I was on the side. I was I was watching. I was like. Mm-hmm. Man, we had Mark, Mike Charlie, we had we had a Chandler Parsons, Jermichael Green, we had a lot of uh, really good players. So I was I was more on the side, like watching. I was with the rookies and the, like the second year guys. Um, just and then instead of like getting mad about it, um, which I, I probably should have got mad, you know, but I was just trying to learn as much as I could from Mark and, and J. Mike, um, just about the process. Like, and they, they took me under their wing pretty early too. Um, I was kind of surprised, but. Um, when we did play and they saw what I can do, they kind of took me under the wing, just kind of showed me different things, and then kind of told me what was going to happen before it happened. They told me I was they were going to send me to the G League, um, and told me how to approach it. You know, just just different things like that. Um, and I appreciate them for that. Before we get yeah. into the G League, I'm I'm curious to know what what is what did Mark and some of the other guys tell you the, the way to approach the G League? Um. It was mainly mainly Jermichael Green. Um, Jermichael Green's been in the league for I think six or seven years now, um, and he just told me, you know, just go out there and uh, try to dominate because you're not just playing for this team at this point in your career. You're playing for every team in the league, and there's always people watching. So he took and he would pull me aside like almost every day. Him and Mark, they would, they would like tell me what they saw the night before in the GA, like on the stats, or if they got a chance to win, um, what I could do. And then the cold thing was, uh, I remember I had like a crazy spin in the G League. I got like a player a week. They sent me down for like, um, I think not even a full week. And I was killing. I came back up to, to the practice. Mark was like, it's not the G League. You got to show me. And I, uh, <laughs> I remember I had a real good practice tool. And every time he was guarding me, I was trying to, trying to, trying to kill him every time. He used to go at it every day. It was be funny. That was my guy. So. <laughs> yeah. I, I also remember like, I think it might have been the same week um, or the second time during the year, but I was out there again and uh, they had just signed Joakim Noah. Right, uh, right. And it was like we had just talked and it was like, all right, oh, man. they need you. And then boom, right while we're there, like we walked in and he's in the locker room. And Jojo, good yeah. dude. You know what I mean? Stand up dude. But like, it's just like, how do you deal with those kind of situations where like it, it's not in your control? Um, and you just got to keep pushing. Like you, we thought that was going to be the opportunity, right? Like here comes the minutes, right. here comes the chance to showcase yourself. Right, right. Yeah, uh, man, that, that hurt too. Like it hurt because I was like, man, it's really my chance, you know. Uh, and 
Joe, Joe, um, Joe Kane got there, and um, you know, the same thing happened. I went from being in practice to having to watch from the side again a little bit. Like I still got in <clears throat> in practice stuff, but Joe Kane just got back. He needs to get in game shape. He has to be ready to play. You know, so yeah. um, they kind of like kind of pushed for him to just to play. You know, and um, and get get acclimated with the team. But it was just another thing where I was like, man, you know. There's nothing I can really do about it. Um, it's, it's, I think we're at the point of the season where we're not even practicing as much. So, like, those times in practice where you get a chance to go ask somebody are limited, too. So, um, you know, we're at that point of the season, like I said, we're just playing more games. So, as soon as he got on the team, he started playing. So, playing a lot of minutes. And uh, I actually learned a lot from Joe, too. Like, and he, he showed me a lot of respect because I don't know if I, would, I don't want to jump ahead, but when I did start, start to get a chance to play while he was there, Mm-hmm. Um, I played well. We played well together. So he showed. He definitely showed me a lot of respect. Just telling me that he respected how I stayed ready throughout that day, that season, and I kept positive attitude. What are some things you changed the most in yourself through the years? Um, through the years, honestly, I feel like I was doing a lot of the same things my first two years, whether I had success, success or not. And um, I mean, obviously, it was I worked. I worked, but there was a whole another level that I had to tap into. And um, honestly, I feel like that's what I've been doing lately. So, yeah, so. it's it's what you finally embraced, I feel like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you worked, but it's now like you've accepted, like, no, I, I have to outwork. You know what I mean? Outwork. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, feel like, I feel like you, honestly, been, you've been trying to tell me that, and other people have been trying to tell me that. But um, like I said, I had to go through it. It's it's one of those things you don't know until until you have experienced it, and not, now you've been exactly. in that space, and you know. Exactly. So I'm just happy that I, you know, I'm I'm not just going through things, but I'm actually taking something from it, and you know, trying to change it. Yeah, I remember early on this year, um, you know, we we talked, and so you like this year, you ended up um, the Grizzlies didn't pick you up. You went. You went through that process. Um, what was that initial feeling when that kind of that hit came? Oh, uh, when I, yeah, I know I was, I was, I was hurt. You know, those being at that at that uh, organization for for two years. Um, yeah, two years. Um, it hurt because I I was like one of the last guys left from the front office to the players. You know, I was like, um, I've been there the longest, really. So. Uh, I just had to deal with it. It really wasn't. Honestly, I was just like looking for the next opportunity. I'm like, okay, I, I got to, I got to prove them. I got to prove them wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just let it go. I mean, every time I saw, I saw them on TV, I was cheering for them and stuff. But at the same time, like, I know if I get a chance to go back on the court with them, what I'm trying to do. Um, and uh, yeah, I just had to let it go. Like I said, get ready for my next opportunity and the, you know, the next call. So, um, I had to pack my stuff and, and get out of there. And what was that like for you going to New York and that whole experience there? It was good. It was it was definitely it was it was a lot of fun. You know, I it was, it was my first time going to a new a new organization. Um my my second time having to go, you know, learn learn about everybody, learn who everybody is. Um it's like a lot of small stuff that people don't think about that help you with your comfort level and then how you perform. Um, but I felt like they they made sure we had everything that we needed and um you know, um, it was all about basketball once I got there. Yeah, and then you you originally were on a two way, right? And then they ended up waving you from that. And I know that was another 
interesting point for you of what do I do? And I'm sure you were getting all sorts of different advice at that point of, you know, what's best for you and how did you make your next decision? Yeah, this was the most, I think the most critical part of my career. This is where like I made like all the changes, you know, but uh, I had people calling me just asking me what I was going to do. You know, I'm like, man, I'm trying to figure it out just like everybody else. Um, but I just, I tried to black out the outside noise. I heard I was from overseas. Um, I could have made, I could have made some money, but, um, and I finished out the season, you know, and try to take it from there. But, um, uh, I feel like when I came back, I came back a totally different player. I would agree. I would agree. That's also kind of right when we started talking and you had, you had told me, Hey, the PS4, I'm, I'm, I'm putting it away. It's gone. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, big decision. Uh, Oh yeah. They, they let me go from the Knicks. And I was talking to Ross, and Ross, he saw that he saw what I looked like when I, what I was going through, and that was the first time that I really I felt like that. I felt like I was I was hurt a little bit when the, when the Memphis let me go. I was like, I'm gonna get another opportunity, you know. Um, and then when the Knicks let me go from my two way, I'm like, I'm getting they let me go from a two way contract, and I'm like, and I've had successfully. I know I can play in the league, so this means whether I you know if I don't get another chance to to get a ten day or something like that, I'm I'm being in the G League. So I just had to, man, I had to do whatever I could to separate myself. So like I said, I talked to you. I'm like, man, <laughs> I'm done with PlayStation. I'm up at 6 a.m. every day. I'm putting this time in and nobody's going to outwork me. Like, and and it's crazy how fast my whole life changed because I put my time ahead of everything else. My Well, my time and my family was the most important parts of my life. And I decided that that day. And it was every, every since then it's been over, like, um, I think that was the most important part of my, my basketball career right there. Yeah, I, I would agree. I feel like that's when, you know, you just saw it in your level of play. Your confidence came back in a different way. Um, Man. It was back. I think just, just like you said, being around like all the different coaches every year, people telling me like, oh, we don't play like this, play like this, or don't take this, don't take this shot. These are the ones we want. It kind of kind of hurt me a little bit because it kind of had, had me thinking about what I'm doing every time I'm playing. Just and then once once I, I decided to man, like if I if I go out there and just kill, like nobody's gonna tell me tell me what to do. It's like you go out there and play hard and try to try to dominate and let the coaches coach you. Don't try to coach yourself. Mm-hmm. So um, instead of critiquing everything that I did, I'm like I'm gonna go out there and and, and do this. And then we're going to watch film or, or you're going to pull me to the side in the games or whatever and tell me, okay, like, watch for this or make this adjustment instead of me trying to do it on my own and uh, shaking my confidence. Ivan, when you, when you decided, okay, I got to look into myself and make some changes, you know, after the two-way and you put away the PlayStation, you get up early. I'm curious to know, how do you go about breaking down, oh, this is what I need to do at this time like, how do you figure out, okay, this is what skill I need to work on or uh, this is how I need to eat or whatever changes you made? How did you go about the process of making those changes and figuring out this is what needs to happen? You know, uh, honestly, I put on I put on documentaries. I put on um, – because I, I was at home for about four or five days. Mm-hmm. So while I was at home or I was in New York um, just trying to figure out what I was going to do, I, I was just putting on documentaries. I watched Floyd Mayweather documentaries. Kobe documentaries, um, LeBron, just like different guys, right? And they all had the same, the same um, factors. They're all like, just, they just, I worked everybody. 
They were up before everybody else. They weren't out partying. Um, every time you see them, they're going to work, right? So I'm like, how could I? The, the, the game is right there in front of you. Now you just have to decide if you want to apply it or not because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So once I just made my mind up, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting up at six. I'm going to go in here and shoot these shots, a certain amount of shots, a certain amount of make. Um, cause they all, all they really want me to do is shoot the ball better and, and play harder. Like, so in order to play harder, I have to be in shape. So I go, like I said, I go shoot. After I shoot, I go to practice. After practice, I go get my conditioning in every day, whether it's pool or treadmill, whatever it is, I'm going to do that every day. And, um, like I said, I came back and I just, I made a huge jump and, um, I think it all just came from being in shape, putting in the extra time, and just being confident. Really wasn't too much I did to, you know, try to get better from it. And then one other thing you started doing, I remember we talked about, is you started journaling. How did that help you? Right. What was the process like for you? Uh, it helped because I got a chance to get into my, I wouldn't say get into my feelings, but basically, like, describe how my days were. Describe my days were. Describe how I was feeling during the days. If I figured, if I felt like I, uh, I gave everything I could. Um, how the team was doing. It's just life. Period. I got a chance to, to, to vent in a different way instead of like to my friends. I got a chance to vent to myself and put it in writing. And I feel like that that was a huge step for me too. It was therapeutic. Um, because there's nobody else like. Listen, I can be honest. Um, I can be myself. You know, so. I was proud of myself for doing that because people been, you know, like, Peck, you told me to try journaling before. Uh, my, 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 one of my best friends, Jamil, told me to try journaling before. And um, once I finally did it, it was, it was therapeutic. Yeah. And it's just, it's clarity. You can see it and go, this is, this is me. Am I happy with what I did today or am I not? Right. Sure. What's the biggest barrier for you to start journaling? Like when you weren't doing it? I was like, I didn't have time to do it, which I, I had all the time in the world, but I had other things distracting me. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. And, the, and, and that's what everything was. Mm-hmm. Like you decided to create the time. Yeah. Like is there anything with, you know, this, and I think it's a big thing because, you know, there's a lot of very successful athletes, not just basketball, but I know for sure basketball players, Hall of Famers, where they would journal every day also. And, and was there anything I guess you got out of it that you didn't expect to get out of that process? Um, I think the best part is being able to look back and um, being able to look back and describe the paper tells you how you were feeling during those days. Mm-hmm. For example, I did it. It was like after I talked back, it was probably like a day or two after they let me go. It might have been the next day. And um, once I started doing it, um, I was angry. I was angry and I, I think a lot of people see me they, a lot of people that know me they feel like I'm never really angry but it's because I don't really show it but I was angry like I was going through it and um, that paper you know I was able to just put the, the paper and just, just vent like I said in a different way and um, mm-hmm. being able to look back at those days the dark days um, really helped me now like damn look how far I came and it's only been what two three months since then or like it was only two weeks since then I came back and started playing and I can look back, boom, this house fell two weeks ago, and now this house still today. And I feel like totally different about myself just because I know I'm putting all this time in, I'm writing it down, um, you know, and uh, it's all there. And I can be proud, it's something I can be proud of. I, I've reached some of my milestones. It's also interesting that you 
you mentioned earlier is you had to, it sounds like you let go of a lot of things, you know, you let go of distractions, but you also let go of trying to do everything by yourself and allowed coaches to coach you at a certain time. And, 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 uh, it doesn't sound like you weren't like a uncoachable guy, but would, did you just have to trust people more? Well, I think it's two different things. I feel like on the court, I might've been too coachable. And then like in life, in life, I had to let people more, you know, I, I definitely would say that. Um, cause I feel like I have a lot of people in my life who have my best interests. And sometimes like, I'm, I'm always listening, but sometimes I just need to apply the stuff that they're telling me more. And I feel like, um, if you have people in your life, like sometimes you gotta just let them, let them help you. So maybe not being stubborn. But a lot of stuff is for your, um, your best, your best interest. So I feel like it's two different things. Mm-hmm. And it's finding that like, if I'm hearing you right, it's finding that balance of, of understanding who you are as a person and, you know, keep in mind at this time, I mean, I think you're still only what, 23? Yeah, 23. Yeah. So like you, you got to find this balance of, of who I am, who I am as a person. And, and when you're in your early twenties, I mean, that's, that's a tough task sometimes for, and, and obviously as a, a basketball player, a pro athlete sure. requires you to, to expedite some growth in certain areas uh if you want to you know survive these waters and make it and and it sounds like that that's kind of what the process has been for you is learning who you are but also still keeping the right people around you and and not changing not also changing who you are as a person and not shutting everything down and and kind of giving your all to an organization too adds another layer into that yeah so it's, it's a lot of stuff going on it's a lot of it's a lot of small things that for people from the outside might think are small things, but really it's like some of the most important uh, most important things in your life. So uh, it is hard to balance, you know. But I think before you can balance, you have to realize that you have all these layers um, in your life and in your career, and um, you have to decide what you want to do with it. Like how do you want to manage it? How do you want to organize it? Firstly, and then how do you want to manage your time evenly or you know, just distribute the time between these, these factors in order mm-hmm. to be successful. Mm-hmm. Cause it becomes no longer, I'm just going to show up and hoop, even though at the simplest form that is true, but to handle everything yeah, outside not- of it, it kind of <laughs> seems like you gotta, you gotta figure it out to have a plan for yourself every day. Right. You have to have a plan. I feel like that's, man, I, ever since I started coming in every day with the plan, it's been life so much easier to be honest. Because I, I know this is what I do. This is my routine. And every every great has their routine. So any athletes out there listening, like, man, if I, if middle school, high school, whatever it is, you can start small, but just have a routine, man. You come to every situation knowing this is what I do, you're going you're gonna to do it no matter what. Like, recently I went to USA Basketball, and it kind of messed up some of my routine, like, as far as not being able to get in the gym as much as I wanted. But I still had my routine where I was going to lift every night, and getting on the treadmill every night so that, you know, I just kept that going throughout that time. So when I come back to the Westchester Knicks, I was ready to rock. It was just who I am now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's huge. I, and one, you just took one of the questions I always ask is what would you tell your younger self? And so building a routine, that's that's huge. Um, yeah, but two, like, like, yeah, that's huge. Having, having done that and having put this routine in place, 
the things that you got to manage that people don't realize, they just think like things I think, I think people forget like you're a human being. But I remember I was there and your your kitchen was flooded. Like we had no yeah. kitchen the whole week I was there. Right. <laughs> Man, I was on. I think I was in Toronto, right? And I came back home and my... <laughs> Man, the whole crazy. thing was flooded. Right. The whole thing was so flooded, like, yeah. Life is still going on and like things still happen to you while you're still supposed to be doing all these things. So if you're not organized, if you're not on top of it, like it just gets more chaotic. I'm like, that could take right? you out. Yeah. Like, that could take you out. It's like you're stressed now because now my, the rest of my life isn't in, in order and I have to deal with something like something like that, something that wasn't even my fault, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and like it's just it's just crazy like but i was i would definitely say like the most important part of just being an athlete or just i don't like in general just having your routine i feel like it makes everything so much easier yeah so if if you were to look like so far to to date in your career what is uh what has been one of the biggest or the hardest moments that you've had to go through um, at any point in time? It could have been as a kid or something. What was like one, what was one of the biggest moments for you where it was just like, man, this was tough and I didn't maybe quite yet. You weren't ready to deal with it. Uh, just my career wise. Um, yeah. Man, career wise, it was definitely the, the, the uncomfortable two way. Definitely. Um, Cause I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. And then that's what I had to lean on. Um, the people that I really cared about, I think that was the first time I really like used my support system to my to my uh, to my advantage, you know. So I, I kind of I, I talked to a lot of people, um, and I just kind of I I really listened and, and applied some of the stuff they were saying, you know. Um, and 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 that really made the biggest difference, especially my my big brother Ross. Like he was with me every day. We talked every day. I, I just appreciate him for just, you know, just being with me, being patient with me all those years. And um, me finally, like, I'm being able to understand what he was saying all those years because he was telling me. But sometimes, you know, you can't you can't just give somebody, you have to let somebody go through it, I think. So um, he, he let me go through it. He tried to, he was trying to tell me, but um, I had to go through it. And now, like, we, we're, I feel like we're tighter, tighter than ever. What's something you've more, you're most proud of up to this point? Um, I'm most proud of how like I respond to everything. Like, I, I just refuse to quit. Um, I don't. I don't plan on like quitting. Like, like the stuff that I'm going through is, is peanuts compared to stuff that we've been through in life. So, um, it's, it's basketball, and I, I feel like I'm, I'm. I can be great at it, but the only way to be great at it is to put the time and, and the effort and, and the heart um, into it. And um, there's no shortcuts to to this thing. So. That's the main thing that I'm, I'm learning about. It's just no shortcuts. Yeah. I think uh, one thing I was like, I think maybe most proud of just individually for hearing from you was when we were trying to get you on this podcast and, you know, we were trying to get you on yesterday and you're like, no, nah, I got to run at 11. And that to right. me was like, okay, he really has his routine down. Like you, you've got your oh, stuff, no, not willing to bend it. And that to me showed huge growth. I feel like two years ago, if I would have asked you, you would be like, for sure, pack anything. Like, I'll get it done. Or, or, <laughs> I'd have been like, I don't know what I'm, I, I don't know what I have planned yet. I'll let you know tomorrow. Sure. <laughs> now I know, but like, I know I have a run at 11 o'clock. Pack up, you know, I'm going to lift. Yeah. I have my lift at nine. I'll be done around this time. You can call me, you know, but I wouldn't have known. So that's no. why, that's the small stuff that, like, 
makes a big difference now. I know I can, after we're done, I can go do what I'm doing. Huge growth, man. I'm, I'm proud of you for that. That's big. What is, that. what does the future hold for you, Ivan? Uh, the future for me, man, uh, honestly, these, these past couple of weeks, kind of like, you know, just some uncertainty. I really, I don't know. I'm trying to, trying to figure it out. Um, Man, I was trying to push to get that, you know, the 10 day, get my foot back in the door this season when it was cut short. So right now I'm just trying to do everything I can just to be ready for my next opportunity. I, I just know, know no matter what, um, what happens, I just want to just be ready. Um, that's all I can really say right now. Just try to be in the best shape I can because I know a lot of guys are falling off right now. And then, so when I get out there, I want to make, I'm the one. I want to make sure I'm the one with my chest out. Like I'm good. I'm ready to go. Whatever you throw at me, I know this 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 crazy time is going on right now. But now that it's over, I'm ready to rock and, and I'm going to pick up. I'm going to do everything you ask me to do, and I and I can do it because I'm in shape and I'm I have everything planned out. Um, there's no confusion in my life, and um, I'm just ready to go. Thanks for listening to our show. And a big thank you to Ivan for taking the time out of his day to come on. We really enjoyed hearing about his growth, how he's really invested in himself, and the mental toughness that he's had to work through this kind of adversity. He's taken maybe the hardest experience so far to date in his life and used it as a growth opportunity. That's a huge step for him in his young career. We look forward to see what's next for him, and we appreciate you all for listening. We look forward to seeing you guys next time. Thank you. Our show is produced by Ellie Lieberman and Bianca Turner. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Mental Buckets, at Pat Turn with three T's, at UPB Training. Special thank you to Bennett Christensen for the beat and Jordan J Squared for the sound engineering. <laughs>